Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't think we've had to beg for it this year at all, actually. And, Nami, this might be uh, one year and many that we haven't really needed this theme song, although it does kind of uh, bring a little joy to the day when we get to talk about skiing. I always need a snow day. I don't care when, how much we've had. I still need another one. <laughs> Uh, I noticed last week that Alta was reporting already 500 inches on the ground with our snowiest two months of the year still to come. That's just crazy stuff, Uh, but all good news. And I told you at the beginning of the program we were going to reach out to Jared Winkler from Brighton and get a little uh, mid-season tune-up here and update on how things are going at the resort. You guys are close to 500 inches, aren't you, Jared? Oh, yeah, we're just pushing just two inches away, 498 inches. So we're, we're right there on the hills of Alta. It's funny, in our conversations before we jumped in here to record, uh, you were mentioning we finally, you didn't hear this in our conversations in past years, you said we finally got a couple of sunny days because it's just been one storm after another after another. And I'm on your website right now, and again, reminding everybody, we're recording this on Wednesday this week because uh, we're sneaking out of town for the President's Day weekend. Uh, you've got winds up there. The uh, Great Western was closed because of wind, and it's cold, 15 degrees. Yeah, it is a cold one today. And, yeah, like you say, windy. So, you know, I have to admit, everybody who took the day off to let their legs heal and to maybe take care of some errands they had to do, that's a good call because, you know, Thursday and Friday are going to be great skiing days. Saturday is going to be a beautiful skiing day. And then come Sunday and Monday, I think we got some snow coming. So yeah. hopefully we'll hit that 500-inch mark then. Navi, you can relate to that. As much as you'd like to ski every day, you need a down day now and then just to rest the muscles. Absolutely. The legs can only handle only so many days. And just to our listeners, this was taped on Wednesday. So when you say it's cold today, who knows what Saturday is going to be like. But, yeah, you gotta you got to wedge in those rest days to keep it going. Here's the other thing that not many people stop and think about. But when we have Mother Nature doing her job, Jared, it saves the resort. Not only are you making more money selling lift passes, obviously, and food and concessions, it saves the resort so much money in electricity and in water not having to create the man-made stuff. Yeah, I mean, you guys saw it. We had such an early opening, and it was such a good opening, the best I've ever seen. And, yeah, it saved us money, and everybody was happy with it. So tons of value in there, and we look forward to uh potentially even extending our season even longer because with how much snow we have if we keep getting it we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of it this year and do the best we can yeah i want to touch on and you may extend your season right 
We hope so. Like, uh, and I've heard rumors of some people talking about, we usually close the third weekend of April. Maybe we can make it to the last weekend of April. And even some of our neighbor resorts, you know, I think there's been a little bit of scuttlebutt between each other talking about, are we going to close in May or who's going to stay open the latest? So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So lots of opportunities coming. Let's talk icon passes for a minute. People that have icons get, if I'm not mistaken, seven days at uh, Brighton. Is that correct? Brighton is an icon resort, and depending on which icon pass you have, you either have five or seven. Five or seven. They have even some other ones, but yeah. And the one thing you do need to do with an icon pass is make a reservation ahead of time so that uh, we're expecting you. And when you make that reservation, we can email you some information about, uh, you know, parking and some of those other issues that you may need to know before you come up if it's your first time visiting Brighton. All right, that's a perfect segue into what we wanted to talk about. And, uh, Navi, you and I talk a lot about this. It's not just Brighton. It's all the resorts, and it's the demand on resorts these days. It's the amount of snow we have. It's the uh, expanded passes with epics and icons that's also bringing some of this around. But the parking is a bugger in many places. You know, it absolutely is. You know, when you try to forecast when people are going to ski, you know, even when you're skiing, which run's going to be more quiet? You're looking to try to outguess the crowds. And the biggest factor that determines parking, free parking, reservations. I mean, if you're at Park City, what side of the mountain they're going to be on? They're going to be on the free side. Yeah. So that's a factor. Here's what happened to some friends of mine, Jared. They, they made their reservations with the icon, so they took care of that but did not uh, take care of uh, making sure they had reserve parking or, or took the parking uh, into consideration. When they got to the resort, there was just no place to park, and they ended up turning back and going home for the day, which is a real disappointment. So how do people avoid that? You know, the best thing is, yeah, exactly, like try to get those paid parking reservations. Uh, the other thing I hate to say it is you do have to show up early if you want to make those first chair runs. You have to be here in the canyon probably by 7 a.m. or – you know, wait a little bit, let the people who got here early go make their rounds and leave. And then what we call it is our parking lot turns. And so constantly all day spots are leaving and people come and take advantage of those all throughout the night. And so the best thing is just show up early and expect to, you know, maybe grab some coffee or breakfast with us and slowly put your boots on and, and then go out. Yeah. Navi, we kind of take a little a different approach most days. We're old, so we'll wait until uh, midday when everybody else, the morning skiers that were there, uh, you know, are leaving for the day, and that usually works out. Well, a lot of that has to do with you getting off work from doing the morning show. True. But, um, yeah, there's no question. You know, I'm retired now. I'm on day 34. I've got a goal of 75 or 80. I could I could ski, you know, from like 10 to 2.30 instead of uh, – Seven to two thirty. Well, certainly, if you have the ability, Jared, to uh, ski during the week, that's going to help a lot too. Yeah, for sure. And one thing to mention is, you know, on those busy weekends like this weekend's expected to be the public transportation and also the Cottonwood Connect transportation that Visit Salt Lake set up for everybody. Those still get priority. They can drive right up to the resort and drop you off, and you can jump back on and get on those when other cars are getting turned away or having to park halfway down the canyon. So. Remember to take public transportation and carpool when you can. How's the expanded night skiing going? Oh, people love it. Like we, our night skiing has been phenomenal this year, and you know it just makes us want to add more lights for the next year. So we're doing everything we can to and keep enhancing it. So hopefully we can we can get some approval and we'll add more lights as quick as we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, rem- yeah. Go ahead, Nami. I just want to say night skiing. You know, it's really underappreciated. 
you know, some people can't even comprehend the idea of what skiing at night. It's lovely. There's something about the vibe, and there's the snow gets better. It's night skiing is underrated for sure. What time does night skiing start? Is it four o'clock? Yeah, four o'clock and goes till nine p.m. Um, Monday through Saturday. So and then we take a break on Sunday to yeah. kind of tune things up and make sure everything's working good, and then uh, clean up some facilities, and then we fire it back up on Monday morning. And remind me the cost of a night ski ticket. Uh, night skiing, if you went to the window, it'd be seventy nine dollars. But there are always deals if you buy in advance on our website, just dot com. All right. All good information. And uh, just wanted to do a little mid-season tune-up at Brighton Resort. The uh, uh, website is brightonresort.com. Jared, it's always great catching up with you. Hopefully I can uh, see you on the mountain, although I'm nursing a broken finger at the moment. So <laughs> Navi's trying to convince me that should not affect my leg skiing. My fear is if I happen to you know, bump into somebody or they bump into me and I go down, I just don't want to do more damage to a surgically repaired finger. But uh, he and I will have those negotiations over uh, giant burritos at Vaqueros uh, this coming weekend in Steamboat. Boxing gloves are going to be coming. <laughs> if you see me coming well, down the... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just gonna, Hopefully we get a big enough storm up here next week that it, you're not going to have a choice. You won't want to miss it, so you'll uh, be coming anyway. I know. I can't picture myself sitting there staring out the window knowing these guys are up there skiing. Uh, Jared Winkler, thanks as always, buddy. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. We'll uh, take one more break here. When we come back, uh, Roger Agat checks in from Bear River Lodge. We'll see how things are going up there in Christmas Meadows. Stay with us. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Final couple of minutes of the program for another week. And uh, as always, we don't want to go, uh, you know, let a week go by that we don't check in with the sponsor of this program, Roger Ega from Bear River Lodge, who is worn out. From the winter, which I guess is a good thing. That means you've had a lot of snow, so you've been digging a lot of people out. Great for business, bad for your bones, I think. Yeah, you know about being bad for your bones. (laughs) I've been nursing a broken finger for a couple of weeks, yeah. Oh, man, we're worn out. There's been so much snow this year, but it has been spectacular. This winter is one for the record books. It truly is. The snow has been awesome, and uh, we can't wait. You know what we've got coming up is this rally in the valley, and so what an exciting time and what a great winter. That's the first week of March, right? Yeah, the first Saturday in March, March 4th, the rally in the valley, so the Utah Snowmobile Association is the nonprofit group and organization that promotes snowmobiling and uh, trail maintenance and just taking care of the forest and the public lands for snowmobilers. And 
our annual rally in the valley is at Bear River Lodge March 4th. We'll have a couple hundred snowmobilers up there. And so if you're a snowmobiler and want to come, it's going to be a great day. There will be a poker run. There's There are lots of giveaways. There are raffles. We raise a lot of money for charity. So it's just a great day, food, fun, and snowmobiling. There is an entry fee, but it's um, small, I think. Yes, and the entry fee 100% goes to, to uh, charity so or nonprofit. So it goes to promote snowmobiling and trail maintenance and taking care of public lands and so it's not going to anybody in particular to get paid but uh, i think it's only 10 or 15 dollars it's not much but and the prizes they give away and the swag bags and it's just a lot of fun and it's worth it and it's a great day for snowmobilers and like-minded individuals to get together and and promote the the sport You, you got room to squeeze all of that into that parking lot up there Oh my gosh! And our parking lot's getting smaller with the cabins we're building, but uh, we'll find a way. I don't. I, we're not sure how we're going to do it, but we'll find a way. <laughs> I've, I've learned that about you. Sometimes I ask questions, and your answer is simply, "I'm not sure," <laughs> but it yeah. always it always seems to work out. Yeah. Well, you know, all the snow is taking up our parking lot this year. You know, last weekend we had a bunch of guys show up with big trailers. We had a group from Wisconsin drive down with their own snowmobiles. Can you imagine driving all the way across the country? And uh, they brought their sleds. Some rented from us. Some brought their own. But, uh, man, I realized our parking lot is getting smaller. So <laughs> we'll figure it out. Either that or those trailers are getting bigger. That might be part of it, too. Um, one of the things I really like about this rally in the Valley, and you mentioned it, that you're you know with like-minded people that have similar uh, interests, simp- uh, similar hobbies and things, which uh, means you kind of grow your network of friends every time this takes place. But the education factor on the other side of it with avalanche and backcountry user awareness, I think, is really important. Absolutely. You know, the Utah Avalanche Center will be there. They'll be they'll have a booth. They'll set up training and awareness and give out information. It's just a great time to get together. And I'm telling you, snowmobilers, one, they spend a lot of money for their sport. And that a lot of that money goes into trail maintenance and taking care of public land. Snowmobilers are some of the best people I've ever met. And I, I don't say that because I am I make money off snowmobilers, but because truly they take care of public lands and they are concerned and they're concerned about trail maintenance and, and being good citizens. And it, it's really a great group of people. And I've never seen more helpful people, too. If you're out there in the forest and you have a problem, you know, no one will pass you by without coming over and checking on you and seeing if you need help. And it's just a great group of people. So it'll be fun to get together. How much cooperation is there from the Forest Service when something like this takes place? There is. You know, we missed the deadline for getting the permit for this rally in the Valley because they changed it. And there was a new leadership in the Utah Snowmobile Association. But the Forest Service, they worked with us to get the permits in place. Because we have to have permits to, to utilize the forest for this. And uh, the Forest Service worked with us to get the proper permits, even though we had missed the deadline. And then they told us, all right, here's the time frame you have to do this next year. And so they've educated us and trained us. And they, they work well with us. It's it's a great relationship. You know, there's just good people everywhere you look. So you have something you need to get done just be kind, be polite, and work together, and you'll get it done. So the uh, 7th Annual Rally in the Valley, Bear River Lodge, is uh, March 4th. Should they just go to your website for details? There are details on our website, more on our social media. And if you go to the Utah Snowmobile Association website, so just Google Utah Snowmobile Association, you'll find it. 
you'll find the way to register and you can sign up. And even if you don't sign up, come up anyway. They have on-site registration and we'll hook you up and it's going to be a great day. I was just thinking about, uh, you know, with the amount of snow, how long that snow is going to stick around. That always makes it interesting for you to make the transition to, to uh, putting the sleds away and getting out the wheeled machines. That might be a while. Yes, but you know, Can-Am's already shipped us. We've got a dozen side-by-sides sitting in the Bountiful shop, so we're ready. The work is never done at Santa's workshop, and uh, Santa's got to get back to it. So we'll let you go, but thanks as always, and thanks for everything you do for the program, Roger. Tim, have a great week. Thank you for your friendship. Take care. That will do it for the show for this week. Don't go away because uh, the greenhouse is coming up next. Ton and Maria right after the top of the hour. They'll be with you till noon, and I'll be back with you coming up not Monday because it's President's Day. Amanda will be flying solo. I'll be back with you Tuesday morning starting at 5 here on KSL News Radio. Have a great weekend. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another... Pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.